Hello, insiders, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you. Wherever you may be, this is your host, Bruce Ash, along with co-host... Deb Wilkinson. Broadcasting live from the modern KVOI broadcast complex in Tucson, Arizona, welcoming you to an action-packed edition of Inside Track. Hey, thanks for tuning in this afternoon. We welcome your calls today on the Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus Line, 790-2040. Before we get going, let's remind you that the Inside Track is brought to you by our great sponsors, Jamie and Gary Kipper from Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Their junk is your treasure. Call Jamie or Craig at 209-1576. And also Eric Rudin at Essential Pest Control who shares your dislike of bugs, vermin, and weeds, call the Essential team at 886-3029. And it's time for me to call again. I found a spider in my cabinet today where I keep all my coffee cups. Luckily, the spider... Are you afraid of spiders, he, young man? He, he, not anymore. He did not, he, he, he did not survive the water torture. <laughs> and, of course, Joy and Allie at Corazon Cabinets, high-quality cabinets for your home you will love at a price you can afford. Call Corazon Kids at 488-2266. Bruce, how are your cabinets? Uh, really good, and uh, my wife had delayed the guest house uh, cabinets from getting installed, uh, but I'm calling Joy on Monday, and they're going to do the demo and put them in, and now I still have to get granite, but that'll all get worked out. Perfect. And supporting Inside Track also is my friend and Inside Track co-host, Eb Wilkinson from Wilkinson Wealth Management. Eb creates wealth for gun owners just like you. Call him Monday at 777-1911. As a reminder, all of our sponsors are locally owned, family-run businesses. You can depend upon. Eb and I do, so should you. And we have another great lineup for you this afternoon. Our first guest today is friend of the show, RNC Principal Spokesman Paris Denard. After the first break, we welcome Republican candidate for Arizona State's or Arizona Secretary of State, Shauna Bollock, who joins us here from the KVOI Spider Hole live in studio. And then at the bottom of the hour, uh, we have Laura Reese from Heritage, and the topic is the problems in front of us if President Brandon rescinds Title 42. Last but certainly not least is the Arizona State President Pro Tem, Vince Leach from LD11. He shares the latest news from the Sausage Factory on Washington Street. So, without any further ado, fasten your seatbelts. Here's Paris Denard. Hey, uh... Paris? uh, Paris, are you there? Oh, thank God. All right. Eb and I are very pleased to welcome frequent Inside Track guest, Paris Denard from the RNC. He's the hardest-working Republican spokesman ever. Welcome back, Paris. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, my co-host, Ab Wilkinson, has an important question or two for you. Yeah, so so first of all, um, I just lost my whole question list, Bruce. Someone this week leaked a draft of Justice Sam Alito's opinion on the Roe case. Hey, the reaction set off is a nuclear meltdown, didn't it? It did. It's quite possibly one of the biggest, uh, matter of fact, it's sort of probably the biggest news story that Politico had in their, I believe, 15-year history with the most um, downloads or um, attention to their uh, that story. Um, it is something that is unethical, unprecedented. Uh, it's shameful. I'm glad that the J- Chief Justice Roberts has uh, started an internal investigation by the new Chief Marshal there to investigate the person or persons that are responsible for this deliberate act uh, that should be treated very seriously. Uh, and, and this is, if they are 
an attorney or in the uh, past the bar or whatever, uh, this is worthy of them being disbarred and never and possibly never working in the legal field again. It's that serious. Uh, but the more importantly, aside from the legal ramifications of the person who did it, the, it's the intent behind it. This intent was done to intimidate the Supreme Court justices that were in the majority opinion, possibly, uh, because this was a draft opinion by uh, Justice Alito, uh, to intimidate them into changing their opinions, one, two, to motivate the Congress, the liberals in Congress, two, uh, put forth a uh, bill to codify Roe v. Wade, and three, to rile up the uh, liberal mob of pro abortion activists to raise all kind of cane in front of the White House and across the country in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, it, it's really, really shameful. Well, not only has they been have they been raising cane, they've been raising a lot of money because as Kimberly Strassel wrote, they have nothing else to run on besides Roe. The radicals have protested in front of the homes of conservative justices in a threatening manner. And tomorrow at church services across the country, a group called Ruth Sent Us plans to protest. So what does that say about the left's desperation? Well, one thing it says is that Joe Biden um, has no uh, intent on um, doing what he should do, which is um, denounce the actions of these liberal pro-abortion activists giving the home addresses of the conservative justices on the Supreme Court, uh, not telling them not to uh, be negative or harmful or protest in front of their homes to intimidate them. Um, it is really shocking to see that these wall fencing that's going up at, uh, on the Supreme Court are being done not because of, you know, pro-life um, protesters, because <laughs> they would have nothing to protest and be negative or about. You wouldn't build a, a fence to keep people who are happy about a decision. You would do that to keep people who are upset about a decision, and that's the liberal progressive wing that they are built, that they put that fence up. You know, uh, Justice Thomas uh, said, we can't be an institution that can be bullied into giving you just the outcomes you want. The events from earlier this week are a symptom of that. And when you see the, when you talk about bullying, that's what these tactics that they're doing, these, these, these uh, you know, going into these church services and, and, and the, the, the organization that you mentioned and all the things, they're trying to bully the justices. And the last thing that you mentioned, which I think is very true, about fundraising for the Democrats, this, yes, that's all they have to go on. Because if, if to distract the American people away from high inflation, high gas prices, rising crime, uh, and, and the fentanyl that's pouring over the border, going into so many communities, uh, the international instability because of Joe Biden's weakness, whether it is in Ukraine or Iran or North Korea or China, all of these things, all these problems, all these crises, uh, this is a distraction point. But I don't think it's going to work. Because when you look at those single-issue voters, those people who are mobilized by the, the, the issue of Roe v. Wade, they, are going to, they were going to vote and are going to vote. Their minds have been made up for years, if not decades. It's not going to, in my opinion, get a new crop of voters that are going to say, you know what, a decision that's going to actually be kicked to the states um, and, and take it out of the Supreme Court decision is, is, is going to override the condition that I have right now in my, with my family. And Four these wages. are the same people that these pro-choice people are the same people that are not pro-choice when it came to the vaccines. They're not pro-choice <laughs> no. when it came to school choice. 
you know. Yeah, and I think that's when you take back the language. They're not pro-choice, they're pro-abortion. Right. Let's be very clear about this. They are pro-abortion. And what does that mean? Uh, they are for the killing of innocent children. Joe Biden called them children. And, and we yeah, isn't as that amazing? And, and then good old yeah. Peppermint Patty tried to whitewash it. He did, but it's, it's hard to whitewash what Democrats really stand for. And what Democrats really stand for is late-term abortion, partial birth abortion, and infanticide. Right. That's why President Trump, when he, when he was running for president, called out Hillary Clinton in that dynamic moment, which was cha- it was kind of changed the – it shifted the campaign for a lot yep. of evangelicals because yep. they were like, whoa, yep. he called her out on it finally. Yep. And the yep. former governor of Virginia with infanticide, you know, yep. his radio program he did. So right. this is an opportunity for us to talk about what Democrats really stand for. Hey, uh, Paris, thanks for joining us again this afternoon. Looks like Ronna and Tommy are still working you like a dog. <laughs> they, they, you know what? We, we are, they, they said we've got to win this election. So we've got to mobilize everyone. We've got to be uh, on, on the radio, television, everywhere we can be to make sure people know that we've got to vote. go to vote.gop to get registered and do everything you need to do to make sure that we do vote. Adequate. I like I liked you getting the getting the plug in. Hey, the remaining time we have uh, before the break, yeah. I want to ask you a question. A little different from what we were talking about a second ago. Sure. It was the Washington Post report that a U.S. intelligence agency supported Ukrainian forces' attack on a second Rus- Russian missile cruiser in the Black Sea this week, which they uh, either seriously damaged or maybe sunk. Why in the world would they have released this news which could broaden the war in the region and involve U.S. and NATO forces? I, 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 don't, I have no idea. I was shocking when I saw that report. Um, I think that defies what any, part, any person in the military or the intelligence world would think would be smart, especially when you have Putin talking about a proxy war. Uh, and, and the claims that he's, what, he, what he says he will do uh, to the U.S. and other allies if they involve themselves in it. There's no reason that we need to uh, announce or confirm the things that, that may or may not be happening in order to aid Ukraine. We should be doing things that we need to do to support them, but there's no need to get the credit. I think that's what this is about for the Biden administration. Yeah, They're so credit. desperate for credit yeah. that they're willing to jeopardize the future of so many Americans and, quite frankly, the Ukrainians, because they want the credit to seem like they're strong and, 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 and doing something that they should have done right now, that they should have done months ago in terms of standing up to support our allies. Yeah. It's, it's really shameful. Paris, Tell that to Afghanis. Paris Denard, RNC spokesman, thanks for joining us today. Keep up the hard work. When we return from the break, Republican candidate for Arizona Secretary of State, Shauna Bollock, joins us. You're listening to Inside Track. We'll be right back. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. A lot of the, the cities and the counties around have initiatives for artists. I think we're one of the premier artist suppliers for steel. First Saturday of every month, you can come down early and actually go through the scrapyard across the street. It's seven acres of metal. You can walk through with our people and pick out what you want. It's always interesting to see what the artists have done. We've done uh, actually a couple projects with the U of A engineering department and music department where the engineering music students came down together. They had to pick something out of the scrap and uh, they had to build an instrument. And we have one of those in front of the plant. Some really cool things come out of the scrap. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard 
701 East 36th Street, open Monday through Saturday. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? <sighs> no, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management reminding you that every good and excellent thing stands moment by moment on the razor's edge of danger and must be fought for, including getting out of debt, building your wealth, and protecting your God-given right. We manage money for gun owners. Let us help you retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. Back to Inside Track, our guest for the next several minutes is LD20 legislator and Republican candidate for Secretary of State, Shauna Bollock. Hey, Shauna, welcome back to Inside Track. It's great to be in studio today. Thanks for having me on. So why are you here in Pima County? I mean, aside from the two manly studs here that <laughs> we are. Well, running statewide, you have to be everywhere you possibly can when you're actually not doing votes on the board at the Capitol. Unfortunately, my opponents in the Republican primary who are legislators are not showing up to physically vote all the time. They're out campaigning. And my, my opinion is I've been elected to the state legislature, so that's my first priority. And on the weekend, we spend as much time outside of Maricopa County talking to voters. Driving a lot? I have put over 24,000 miles in my car. Wow. And this week, I had to actually get a rental car. I blew up my transmission. Nice. <laughs> it's a brand new car. It only had 31,000 miles. I'd like to say that my brakes are still working, but not my transmission. <laughs> well, that's I'm about okay. to get another pair. Somebody keeps calling me for an extended warranty, so... <laughs> Maybe you'll get that call. Well, those are spam calls, so yeah. hopefully you reported them all. <laughs> hey, um, the story about the election of 2020 just won't go away. Uh, many of us are, have heard about that new movie, 2,000 Mules. Uh, it's going to be out for the rest of us tomorrow. I plan on watching it. Um, and I've already seen it. Oh, so you have? And? I saw it with my volunteers on Monday evening, the same day that there was the breach of the leak uh, coming out of the Supreme Court. And it happened to coincide with basically the, the movie coming on the screen. I had some people sitting behind me saying that the Supreme Court had overturned Roe. I said, no, that's not going to happen until the end of June. And they said, no, we're hearing that it's overturned. I said, okay, well, after this movie, we'll figure this out. But I saw 2,000 Mules uh, earlier this week. We saw some of the different information that came out on the various swing states. I had already... Such as Arizona? Such as Arizona, Yuma County, Maricopa County... Last month, Catherine Engelbrecht was in town, who is president of True the Vote, and I met with her for a few minutes, and we were trying to lobby for a special informational session at the House, and I was turned down by the speaker, and thankfully, Senate President Karen Fan will welcome them back hmm. to turn over the information. They have already turned over some of the findings from what they have discovered from the pings on the cell phones to law enforcement, and they're working with law enforcement here in Arizona to see if they can bring some justice to some of the stuff that they have found. So what are you going to do to prevent things like this from happening again? Making sure that there's more eyes on the process. So azelectionprotection.com is a way for your listeners to get involved. They can get 
trained to be poll watchers and poll observers. Over the next several months, there's going to be trainings to create election integrity task force all over the state of Arizona, as well as other places in the country. This is the model and blueprint that Virginia had used in order to get Yunkin and all the Republicans across the line. People are understanding that our elections are not totally secure, that there's breakdown of chain of custody issues. So this is one way that a lot of Republicans who are really ticked off right now, that's how they're going to be getting involved to make sure that the eyes and ears are in the process. I had already uh, drafted a bill to put higher penalties on ballot harvesting. Greg Phillips with True the Vote, uh, who you will see on the 2000 Mules, he came to the legislature uh, and gave us a very brief briefing uh, before Christmas of last year. So I had a bill drafted to put higher penalties on ballot harvesting, knowing that it was still going on. As you guys may recall, there were a few gals over in San Luis who were prosecuted by our AG, right. I believe, last year. And the pings on the cell phone actually matched up with their cell phones going to the drop boxes in Yuma County. What was discovered in Yuma County were they may have had cameras on the drop boxes at one point, but they were turned off. Wow. And in, in my opinion, if we're going to have drop boxes, they either need to be manned or there needs to be video on the, on the drop box in a clear, succinct way that you can actually see what's going on. Unfortunately, what you'll see in Maricopa County is when True the Vote did their public record request in Maricopa County, none of the video surveillance that they received was actually usable. You could not see anything. Well, mark my words. Theirs won't be the only only video on the drop boxes. I would not be surprised to find that there's two or three other videos trained on those drop boxes by independent auditors, air quotes. Hey, we've got a caller, Charles. Do you have a question for Shauna? Yeah, statement for short statement first, and then a question, Shauna. I'm glad to hear you have an operative trainee. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear from you. The, the, the serious question, good ditto. The serious question is, according to Arizona's constitution, what is the stated purpose of government? She's asked. She's been asked and answered that question before, but go ahead, Shauna. Well, I'm, I'm not going to get into all this right now. I want to focus really on the election uh, at hand that's coming before us. I have been on the show before. I want you, Charles, to get all of your activists out and trained to make sure that we are ensuring that this election is super secure. I understand as a constitutionalist that state legislatures are in control of the election process and making sure that we are following everything and, and putting penalties on individuals who are breaking those laws. And it just matters at this point uh, for you all to send the most electable conservative constitutionalist to the Capitol as we may know, we don't have the most electable conservatives that are sent to the Capitol who are following our Constitution. And in my opinion, you need to keep it as limited as possible in scope. And these individuals who have been sent to the Capitol, some of them have become part of the swamp. And I see the revolving door of uh, candidates who go down there to do the best job they possibly can. But then they're wined and dined by the lobbyists, and they're bought off at the end of the day. I don't typically hold a lot of meetings with lobbyists. I'll have them send their fact sheets over for their bills. And if I have questions, you know, I will have a meeting, and they can clarify. But at the end of the day, whenever you have a bill that comes before and you have questions, I typically look for the people who the bill either hurts or benefits and people who are subject matter experts in the field in order to come down to where I stand, if it's constitutional or not. And you, and Shada, you've already answered the question, but you, by your by your answer here, you do on an active basis 
as a legislator and now running for Secretary of State, you are to protect people against the government. Absolutely. Now, let's against go, tyranny at this point. Yeah, thank God. And let's go further than let's that. Let's keep our Second Amendment. So here you are. You're going to be up in Maricopa County. And we're down here in Pima County, the redheaded stepchild of Arizona. I'm not second, a big fan of the great state to, of Maricopa, just so you only, know. Yeah, second only to Naco, Arizona. Right. Um, so are we going to see you down here or do you just disappear? No. So when I have traveled the state, I've let folks know that I want 15 election integrity task force up and running in all the different counties. So I've had a lot of individuals hand me their various canvases to show me that the voter rolls need to be cleaned up. We already know this. Out of the Secretary of State's office, Hava dollars come through to make sure that they're cleaning up the voter rolls. Another thing that I have focused my attention on is having a town hall to find out where we need to have our satellite offices. This obviously is an office that's super important. People don't ever really think about how important this race is, but it's Secretary of State, it also the Lieutenant Governor. Down here. Well, in my opinion, we need to have satellite offices. You have business filings that come before the state. Why should someone from some other part you know, three hours away, potentially having to come into Phoenix to do their business filings. You need to make sure that we are streamlining the process. Campaign finance reporting. Why are we making people who are running with clean elections money input every single $5 donation when you could potentially have a QuickBooks or right. an Excel spreadsheet, pop it in in no time. We need to find out ways to make the office work for all Arizonans, not just my favorite Republicans or my favorite independents or Democrats. You need to make sure that it is working for everybody, including our businesses. As you know, this state is super competitive. If we can only get down to a zero uh, state income tax, that would be wonderful. But we're going to have people moving here for decades. Right. And we need to make sure this office works for everybody. I st seriously think having satellite offices in different regions potentially Tucson would be very valuable. No reason for you to jump in your car and head up there. This office needs to be open, has not been open in full for the last two years. It's slowly reopening. And up there as well in Phoenix. Yeah, so it's just crazy to think that this is a government office and, and under the guise of COVID, they decide to shut it down for whatever reason. I got a paper sent to me from the Secretary of State's office that was postmarked from California. Wow. So people were working from California. Who knows? Maybe it was a George Soros operative. I have no idea. So when we build the wall, I say we build Western it on the side. west side of the <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, exactly. I agree with you. My husband would agree with you, too. That's something we've always talked about. I've been down to the border, had a chance to tour it uh, before Thanksgiving uh, down in Cochise County. Sheriff Daniels and his team allowed me to see some of the ways that we have allocated dollars from the legislature into the Sabre surveillance cameras and they showed me how those worked and how they, they have a real need for obviously more uh, technology on the border and how they potentially should be working with Border Patrol if Biden wasn't president. Shonda, lawsuits have been filed contesting the qualifications of Mark Fincham, Andy Biggs, and Paul Gosar uh, from uh, seeking office here in Arizona based upon a 19th century insurrection act. Um, in what George a silly thing that they did. You know, the Democrats sometimes don't un fully understand the issues. And at this point, they probably allowed the Republicans who were potentially being thrown off the ballot to go raise money on it. And the Democrats obviously love to raise money. You know, the segment before this one talking about how they breached, uh, you know, the draft from uh, Alito out to the press and to the real world at this point. And that was only so the Democrats would have a good out the vote method as well as raising money. The Democrats shoot themselves in the foot many, many times. I'm a black sheep in my family, so I can attack Democrats all day and all night if I want to. But at this time, you know, you see people who are running and stepping up. Whether you like them or not, they're not an insurrectionist. I mean, some people may have been at the Capitol. Everybody has their own term for this whole thing. 
And I worked in the U.S. Capitol back in the 90s for Rick Santorum. I was there during a Capitol Hill shooting. I, I see when there's things being breached and, and the security that's going around. To go pick on some of these members across the country is just asinine. When they especially will not pick on the people that were actually out there in the riots. Correct. Hurting, killing, burning. Yep. In the most mostly peaceful protest as the fires raged behind the reporter. Yes. Elections are only as good as the people running them. Pima County recorder Caceres Kelly, who was elected with no prior experience in elections, and in fact, probably little discernible abilities at all, except being Raul Grijalva's handpicked candidate, uh, has announced she wants to run an all-electric digital election in Pima County Yikes. in the primary. She wants to do it with no backup systems. Why is why is that a crap idea? And if you become Secretary of State... We're, we're going to hook on to that one and make sure it doesn't happen. It sounds like you've also had to deal with uh, the former Maricopa County recorder down here right. implementing exactly the voting center technique that they have uh, in Maricopa County at this point. You know, I had written an op-ed that was published in the Washington Examiner back in the spring of 2020 basically saying that Arizona should not have Pelosi-style California elections here in Arizona. I did not want to see us moving to all emergency voting centers or voting centers. And, you know, at the time, they were trying to force us all into having a mail-in ballot election only under the guise of COVID. As we know at this point, these are things that they're pushing in HR1. They want to make permanent. Your listeners they need want to be control. very astute. There's this fake Democratic petition that's being uh, floated around right now, probably libraries, and it's their idea of honest and fair elections and it's things that basically are in hr1 same day voter registration they want to look for ways to reduce campaign finance contributions for us here at the state level and the, if you look at this thing you you understand secretary hobbs was trying to put all of this into the election procedure manual which is not state statute so this is their backdoor way of trying to get hr1 into the states and they came after me on one of the provisions because i had a bill last session uh, putting the legislature back into the process of certifying the election, not just seating that one individual, the Secretary of State, and they basically said that the state legislature can't overturn the result. In my opinion, we are losing the electoral count, and if we had been able to been part of the process, we could have actually seen if the election laws and procedures were violated and penalize those counties. Maybe we, we penalize them on the elector side. But there's no reason why that uh, slate of electors should have been sent to D.C. without doing a full audit first. So what is what are the things that still need to be done at the legislature and have to be done to make sure that the 22 and the 24 How election? How much time do we have? <laughs> uh, two minutes. So knock I, yourself I, out. I will tell you that there's a there's several election integrity bills that are left. Several of mine. One bill that I had that another fellow Republican killed was allowing people to take a picture or video within the 75-foot limit. We had been told that a lot of things were going on with the, with the various tray three and the override of votes. And if we actually had that as video evidence, we could have put that into the court system saying, hey, these election workers were lying to us and saying that, you know, your vote was counting, even though it probably wasn't. It was getting dumped out into another tray to be adjudicated later. As we know, in Maricopa County, a lot of ballots were, were electronically adjudicated. That process needs to be clamped down. You have potentially lost a, chain of title, chain of evidence. Crazy! You got these quote unquote bipartisan panels. They got a button in the middle, and if the Democrats quicker of hitting the button saying that it's okay, there's a problem right there. Um, do we need emergency voting centers? I don't think we need emergency voting centers. We have so many early voting centers that are popping up all across the state at this point. It sounds like down here you guys are pushing forward because Fontes came down here to implement the Maricopa County version. 
I would love to get back to precinct voting. I don't believe it's going to happen at this point. Um, and obviously, we would need an emergency clause to, to do something. Democrats vote no on all of our election integrity bills. I have a bill out saying that um, the Arizona revised statute is law of the land, not the election procedure manual, making sure that we're working with the county recorders as secretary of state don't want to get into these consent decrees that a lot of the secretary of states have gotten us into in the past. Obviously, they work with hand in hand with the Democratic operatives on the other side to push things on to us that we really don't want or need. We have a lot of bills that are still out there. And unfortunately, one of my opponents has been out campaigning and has not been showing up the Capitol. So some of our bills have been dying or going up on the vote and dying at that point and having and to come back for reconsideration. And that's the part about the swamp. And that's the part about Republican legislators. When they get there, they become a member of even the Phoenix swamp. Absolutely. At the, at the sausage factory on Washington yes. Street. Yes, yep. All right, Shauna, how do people find out about you? How do they support you with their dough? And how do they help you work as a volunteer? Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm running a very grassroots campaign. Like I mentioned, I've put over 24,000 miles in my car to go out and meet with the individuals directly. Our website is bolickforarizona.com. It's B-O-L-I-C-K-F-O-R-A-R-I-Z-O-N-A.com. And you'll see a form that pops up and says, hey, I'd like to hold a meet and greet. I'd need a yard sign, bumper sticker, et cetera. And obviously on there, there's a donate button. I would love to have your contributions. Thank you so much for listening to us today. Shana Bullock, thanks for appearing yeah, thanks on the for show today. In. You're Absolutely. welcome back anytime. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, we're going to take a couple of uh, commercial uh, messages, and when we come back, we'll have Heritage Immigration Fellow Laura Reese join us. You're listening to Inside Track. I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers, just like all of the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street. Call 520-209-1576 or go to tucsonironretail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you think what's happening in Ukraine can't happen here, think again. Look who's occupying the White House. This is one of many things our forefathers predicted and ensured those rights in our Constitution. We manage money for gun owners. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. Welcome back to Inside Track. Before we welcome heritage immigration expert Laura Reese, let me remind all of our listeners, if you have a question or comment for our guests, please call into the Tucson Iron and Steel Surplus Live Line at 790-2040. 
We are pleased to welcome back Laura Reese to the show. Laura, the situation at our border is awful, despite uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas insisting the federal government has operational control. Um, you know, we're just civilians. It looks to, it looks to us like it's pretty screwed up. What is your assessment of the border today? It is beyond a crisis. We've, we've been at this for over uh, 14 months now, and uh, it's about to get worse. It, it's already getting worse because the Biden administration announced that is it is going to end what's known as Title 42, which was a, a public health tool used during COVID to quickly expel migrants back across the border uh, to protect public health. Um, and the Biden administration, when it came into office, the radical left pressured it uh, to end Title 42 immediately because they viewed it as an immigration enforcement tool. And, of course, they don't want uh, immigration laws to be enforced. But yet, meanwhile, the Biden administration had all sorts of COVID restrictions on other aspects of our lives and uh, felt the need to keep it in place. They used the Title 42 to expel uh, migrants about 1.5 million times, and uh, but now has caved and decided they will, in fact, end it. But they announced it seven weeks in advance, giving smugglers and the cartels lots of time to round up new customers and to illegally yeah. uh, immigrate them across the border. And so um, the numbers have already risen from what were historical highs. We know there are large groups of migrants in northern Mexico waiting for May 23rd, the effective date. And um, CDP agents are anticipating up to, you know, 15,000 a day. Wow. Hey, Laura, Ebb here. While most people are counting on the president to protect the border using Title 42 under a health emergency, isn't the real answer to restore President Trump's remain in Mexico policy? Absolutely. The bottom line is to prevent illegal immigration in the first place, not allow it to happen and then process them in and then pay for it many different ways in the United States. And the policies that the Trump administration had in place worked to prevent illegal immigration because it imposed consequences and would-be migrants understood that they could no longer come to the border say a few words of fear, and it was going to be their golden ticket to get into the U.S. and then disappear into the interior. So that means completing the wall system, uh, fully implementing the Remain in Mexico program, and uh, renegotiating with uh, the Central American government to um, receive back migrants who didn't claim asylum in, in three or four different countries just because they wanted to come to the U.S. So you wrote recently, Secretary Mayorkas' testimony should make it clear to all members of Congress what has long been apparent. He either needs to resign immediately or the next Congress should move to impeach him. He's overseen the worst border crisis in American history, a crisis that was predictable, preventable, and unnecessary. Instead, he willfully plowed forward to advance President Biden's open borders agenda. And Andy Biggs' resolution to impeach uh, Secretary Mayorkas, obviously we'll never see that take uh, see any action at all until the Republicans take control of the Congress next January, knock on wood. Your thoughts as to whether Mayorkas and Biden's actions on the border uh, 
are they by, are they uh, bad policies foot put forth by officials trying to do good or are they intentional acts which deliberately work against the security of the country they're intentional acts but they try to portray it as doing good and helping vulnerable populations uh, Secretary Mayorkas, as he testifies multiple times at Congress and, and repeats the, the statement that the border is secure, they have effectively managed the border, uh, et cetera, et cetera. In private, he tells his border agents that these numbers are unsustainable and that they're going to fail. If he truly believes that and if he had any integrity, he would resign. Um, if he doesn't resign before January and if the House does flip, uh, members and the Republican Party will seek to impeach him. I don't suspect he will wait around for that. Do they just not see that this works against what they're trying to do, that they're going to lose in the 2022 midterms, and quite possibly again in 2024? Well, I don't know if they're banking on um, a, lunch, a bunch of uh, illegal voting, um, or that the numbers that come in are just so high, and, and they're assuming that they're all going to vote Democrat even though you have to be a U.S. citizen to vote, lawfully in a federal election. Um, but, you know, in, in every issue, whether it's immigration or the economy or energy, et cetera, um, they are going for broke. And um, the, uh, the response in November, I think, will be drastic. Um, but, you know, the pendulum never seems to swing as far back to the right. Um, each time there's a corruption, like we hope to see in November, as far as the pendulum swings to the left when uh, these people are in power. Laura, you've written the government can't be the arbiter of truth. In the past couple of weeks, most Americans woke up, <clears throat> pardon me, to the TikTok tunes sang by the so-called Biden disinformation czar, Nina Jankowitz. Um, if we are successful in turning the Congress in November... What action would you over would you advocate for a GOP controlled Congress to actually protect free speech and not to control it, such as what's being attempted here? A couple of things: Congress needs to exercise its power of the purse and defund uh, parts of DHS to squelch uh, that governance board working group, whatever new term Secretary Mayorkas wants to put on it. But in no way should the federal government anywhere, in particular Homeland Security, be deciding what is information, misinformation, disinformation, et cetera. So Texas- in, addition to, in addition to not funding it, Congress needs to be investigating and exercising right. um, ag- aggressive oversight. Yeah, no, that's that's right. And and the investigative power right now is pretty much all in the hands of the Democrats who are in support of the current administration's policy. Um, Texas, exactly. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has sent busloads of illegals, as we know, to Washington, D.C. to demonstrate in the backyard of the president and other open borders supporters the problems being created uh, by their policies. The White House press secretary said from the podium this was just a publicity stunt. You recently said about the bus rides, quote, the administration's inaction requires states to step up uh, on the issue, just as Governor Abbott is trying to do. 
you go further to say he's trying to be responsive and take care of his Texans. I only wish the president would do the same for all Americans. That really is right. I mean, we, we talk about America first. If you're the governor of, of Arizona or Texas, or Texas, you want to be for your citizens, for your voters, for your constituents, right? And that doesn't seem to be happening at the federal level. So governors like Abbott, this is what they have to do, right? Right, and, and yet all these leaders take an oath. Uh, to uphold the Constitution and to defend uh, America against its enemies, foreign and domestic. And yet this president has swung our border wide open and certainly allowed our enemies through the door. Uh, They will admit to 42 um, people who were on the terrorist watch list. Um, But when we, there are hundreds of thousands of gotaways who knows how many more known or suspected terrorists have also come through. And so because this administration won't enforce laws either in, in the interior or at the border, states are left to fend for themselves. Many of them are suing the federal government, thankfully. Uh, but there's also um, several things states can do regarding state law to make it uncomfortable or difficult for illegal aliens to reside within their states. Uh, such as mandatory uh, employment verification, uh, withholding business licenses from businesses that employ illegal aliens, not issuing driver's licenses, not issuing in-state tuition, et cetera. There's, there's quite a list. Um, you know, if, if migrants leave the state and only go to California because California welcomes them, then so be it. Well, we've already got E-Verify. I have to use that as a business owner. Bruce, I know, has to use that as a business owner. But there are a number of businesses that even though we're required to do that, just ignore it completely. Right, and that's where the state uh, government comes into play. You know, do some investigation, do some enforcement of that, and if states aren't following the state law on that, then um, withhold the, the business license. Laura, one of our Republican candidates for Arizona Attorney General has put forth a different proposition for state action, federalism in, 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 in the works, right? Former Arizona Supreme Court Justice Andrew Gold uh, says he does not believe states have the legal authority to build a wall at the border, but he has suggested posting trespassing signs and having a trespassing corridor on state land uh, along the border and that anyone entering uh, Arizona without permission... um, shall be subject to penalties, including incarceration by the state. It would set up a strike force, including sheriff's departments and and State Department of Public Safety. Your thoughts? Well, that's similar to what Texas is doing. They have been prosecuting for uh, trespassing and then any other state laws that are are, uh, being violated. Um, But the issue is, until states can send migrants back across the border into Mexico, it's kind of a speed bump. Yeah. Um, for, for these illegal aliens and for the cartels. Yeah. Laura, one last question. Uh, please tell our listeners your thoughts on, on the uh, president, which were then parroted by all the usual Democrat office holders, lefty political groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center, ACLU, and their allies in the media, that this MAGA crowd is the most extreme that's existed in American history. So, Abbott, I think that would also mean uh, that a bunch of working class guys and gals, moms and dads who care about their kids' education, churchgoers of all colors and background are the worst sort of Americans and need to be feared. He was supposed to be the great unifier. This is a desperate uh, t- 
sort of political talk is, or is this a prelude to more free speech attacks and more government control? Do you think? Well, it's all of the above. Uh, so think about you have Secretary Mayorkas of Homeland Security who said the number one priority for the homeland the number one threat continues to be <laughs> domestic violent extremism, in particular white supremacy. Right, right. Uh, think about attorney general um, going after parents who are speaking up at school board meetings and that being potentially domestic terrorism. Now you've got the Ministry of Truth at the Homeland Security who is going to declare what is misinformation or disinformation. And now the president has said this. They are connecting all the dots to make it very clear to Americans that they are going after their political opponents, and they will do so under the name of extremism, censorship, and worse. Hey, Laura, we've run out of time today. We'd love Heritage. Uh, We love those guys. Uh, Give us your website information and tell us and our listeners how they can learn more about the good works you guys do. So we are at heritage.org. And uh, I am also on uh, Twitter at uh, Laura, L-O-R-A underscore R-I-E-S. Perfect. Laura, thank you. Our final guest on this very action-packed show today is one of the most effective members in the Senate and a key member of the Republican leadership in the legislature, LD11 State Senator Vince Leach. Hey, thanks for being our guest today to wrap up the show. Great to be on. Yeah, we've got a lot to cover in a very short amount of time. We get daily emails talking about the work you are a part of in the Senate. What's the key issue of the week you're working on now? The key issue of the week is, uh, uh, you know, the, the committee hearings are, are have basically wrapped up, except for one more budget committee meeting for the for the for the budget. Uh, but we are working on the on the budget right now. We had a, I think, an excellent week last week. The processes for the Senate. Uh, to kind of put a, a budget together for the House to put a budget together, then the two shall meet, and uh, we did that uh, this week. It went very, very well, and we're hoping, we're hoping, uh, touch wood, that we will be with the governor's office uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Certainly by Thursday, we would we would hope that we would be there and put things forward. A lot of great things in this budget. Well, let's talk education. You say. It's about time Arizona funded rich and poor schools equally. Talk about that. Yeah, that was a bill that we introduced uh, uh, late in the session. Uh, Representative Udall and I worked together on that with a number of education groups. We, we see uh, thousands of dollars. There was one that was sent to me. Um, as a result, I sent it out to some of my folks in, in LD11 and now LD17 and got a, uh, a note back. One school is getting uh, $23,000 in tax money per uh, per student, and the other one's getting $8,000. You take that over the course of 12 years, and I don't have the math right in front of me, but it's significant money. It's very significant money, and, and this program would balance that out. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not cheap, uh, but uh, nor is our, our, our child's education is that important. But we need to do something there. Uh, we introduced it late. It won't get out this year, uh, but we introduced it late because every bill, um, at least that I've worked with, is never perfect right out of the chute, and we put it out there to uh, to get input, uh, and input we got. 
uh, some of the some of the rural schools that we were really trying to help are indicating they they don't come out as good as they do. But transportation, co- I mean, we're we're putting everything, putting everything possible on the table so that we can get equal and fair, um, equal and fair money to our students, to our teachers, and uh, to our school districts. Um, I'm going to talk politics, and that's the politics of the 2022 election, Vince. Um, you're being opposed by a goofy group of Daniel McCarthy, Roger Scorer losers who have never passed a bill, have been part of the political process, uh, other than disrupting meetings and opposing Republican Party uh, policies. They have unsuccessfully sued you, haven't they? They have unsuccessfully sued me. It's, it's, really, um, it's really kind of unfortunate. Uh, it's not unfortunate that I won in court, but the the case that they brought forward was simply, if you read the statutes, and I don't want to go into weeds too far, but if you read Title 19 and Title 16, one deals with the election of uh, candidates, and the other one does, uh, works with initiatives and referrals. And as you might remember, uh, several years ago, 18 and 19, I worked specifically on areas to tighten up uh, the uh, the initiative process as it comes to signatures. Uh, the reason why is that's a very easy way to get laws passed and, and, and on the books in the state of Arizona. There are no committee hearings. Uh, I mean, if, if it does go through, you have to take it to court, a la Prop 208. Right. Uh, and so we want to make sure uh, in every way that uh, uh, the signature gallery, for example, you can't pay for a signature um, when you have candidates, you can pay uh, for your signature gatherers. And it's, what's really unfortunate is that uh, my signature gatherers, uh, all, all are residents, many of them college students, and, and uh, I get, we're all of a sudden getting phone calls, said, why is somebody showing up at the door serving me a summons to appear in court? Which, by the way, um, Corey Langhofer was, was my attorney and the attorney for He's a good one. the signature yeah, he's very good. That's why that's why I got and worked with him. He worked on uh, uh, Prop 208, and he worked on the two and a half percent income tax. That just uh, he just got a victory in the Supreme Court. Um, but my people were there. My signature gatherers were there. I uh, said they weren't in state. We had driver's license. We had they were there on the phone. I should say, and and it's just unfortunate. Um, you know, once in a while we say. Uh, how did this person get into the legislature? And and I would encourage, and, and as you know, Bruce, you've been following some of the action over the last two years where we have a one seat majority. Right. And it's been, it's been problematic. It's been problematic on, uh, on the audit. It's been problema- problematic on the uh, uh, election bills that we've had forward. And so I would encourage the voters to, to look, 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 and look um, at uh, at the quality of candidates you're putting forward and certainly sending uh, to uh, certainly sending to Phoenix. So I'm going to say something that might appear on the surface to be an insult, but it isn't. You're sort of boring, and and, and, I, and, I, and I but but it's good, but it's good boring because you're an effective legislator, maybe headed to greater leadership opportunities for Pinal and Pima County. Uh, I hope you're working every minute of every day to win your election. Um, uh, and, and, and Bruce, I am, and thank you for that comment. And, and I, I wear that boring tag with, uh, right. uh, with pride as a badge of courage. There's not, much, there's not much excitement 
when you talk about the one percent cap tax issue right. that we fixed. Uh, people in, in, in Pima County and actually across the state were paying for DSEG tax That's right. at uh, TUSD uh, and Phoenix Union, and we fixed that. That is not a boring t- – that's not something that even makes the back page of the paper. Boring is uh, consequential. You- boring is consequential, but somebody has to do it because everybody else is yelling and screaming about all kinds of crap that really, in the end, doesn't make that much difference. But you're one of these guys who actually reads stuff, you study stuff, you you get advice from others, uh, and, and you're working on, on the big issues. And While they're yelling and screaming. Yeah, while they're yelling and screaming. And, and it's hard. Uh, people have said that, uh, uh, in fact, as recently as this morning at the LD. Well, it's not LD anymore. It's the Northwest Republicans right. group. You know, uh, tell t- our people in our precincts want to know what you're doing. Well, how do you write up something on, on GPLET? How do you write something up uh, on the, the tax farce and the tax uh, position that the university's in where they're taking uh, state land? And giving it to uh, to uh, private businesses, right. it's a violation of the gift tax. I can't get a bill through, but I've been fighting that for four or five years. Well. It's just, I mean, it's not. I, you know, I kind of told myself after I got there and ended up on, uh, by my request, on appropriations and finance, that I would try to look at things. Which those two those two committees give you broad breadth in government, yeah. and you see the warts. And you you try to fix those, make government work better. Hey, we got to go, Vince. We got to go. Yeah, we, okay. we're up against the clock. Uh, thanks for appearing on Inside Track today. Best of luck to you. Don't be a stranger as your campaign moves forward. And insiders, Bruce and I hope you enjoyed the show today with Paris, Shauna, Lori, and of course, Mister Steady Senator Vince Leach. Our show's podcast both on the KVI website and on Apple Products. Until next week, we have another great show planned, including 2A activist Todd Rathner on knife rights. From Inside Track, this is Eb Wilkinson. And Bruce Ash. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you again in 167 hours. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. What other kind of customers do you have? So our biggest customers are actually like ranchers and people from outside of the Tucson area. They're buying a lot of square tubing. They're buying a lot of stuff for their ranch to close off fences. We'll sell anything from 10 feet to 10,000 feet to somebody that comes in because we have new steel and surplus steel from steel mills. The reason we're able to get such good pricing on some of this stuff is, A, we sell scrap to the mill, so uh, we have a relationship there, and then we can buy material, what they're making, bringing it back, and so we save on freight, and we have relationships for years with them. So I think that's really our niche market. We'll sell whatever you need. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard, 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. This is Eb Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. Are you letting rising inflation interfere with your ammo budget? Don't do that. Let us show you how to buy the same goods and services 20 years from now as you can today. We manage money for gun owners and we can guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911 or wilkinsonwealthmgmt.com.